and welcome to Misinformation, a trivia podcast for ladies and gents who love cool trivia and sticking it to annoying teams at Pub Quiz. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julia. Hey, Julia. Hello, Lauren. Um, uh, we're back. Yes. In, in a big way, back in the New York groove. That's you and me. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed our live episode a couple weeks ago. <laughs> It was much funnier than I remembered it being. Yeah, so. same. I, it was much funnier than I remember it being, and people seemed to enjoy it. That was actually recorded and held in um, a local bar that's, like, underground. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was fun. It had, like, a open f- fire and a lot of uh, uh, sausages and beer. It was a, I think it's a German-themed or mm-hmm. Viennese-themed restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it was fun. It was great. We did great. It was great. The rowdy librarians the, loved it. Oh, the librarians and loved the ones it. who missed out, uh, they were, you know, they were really sorry. Yeah, and you know what? They should have been because clearly, as you guys heard, it was a great time. Now that that was that was like probably our first actual live show, and yes. uh, we have since gotten a couple more things under our belt, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. including when we did the. Um, the event at the mag last thursday yes which was incredible so much fun thank you all for for coming out and we do actually if you missed that one we have another one coming up in the end of april for the strong museum in rochester Mm -hmm. and we will give you guys more details on that um later on but yeah thank you so much for all of your support for the uh for the mags event it was it was really a blast yeah we had a great time uh and uh (laughs) And uh, yeah, look at us like uh, creating our tiny, very specific media empire here in the Rochester, New York area. Niche. <laughs> yeah, and we're niche. making no money at all. Out of oh this. no! Wait, mm, no, <laughs> we're not getting paid for this. No, I mean, I'm getting. I guess I got paid for the yeah, bag one because like for it, being I at did work. It, yeah, for being at work, <laughs> I got paid my regular hourly wage <laughs> for that. So. Um, but yeah, it was fun, and we love doing it because we love trivia, and we love bringing information to you every week. That's us. Fail. That's us. That's us. And so, yeah, usually, um, whenever people ask me what our podcast is about, I usually, you know, give them a little snippet, and I say like, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, we cover a lot of like history and literature, yeah. and like popular yeah. culture, and like a lot of like um, people that you might not know about." And we, you know, I get give them all the all the highlights. And when I do that, I realize that we don't cover like too many things that are like currently happening yeah because we're because we're in our 30s now we're on the (laughs) other side of 35 you and i yeah i'm not gonna do an episode on tiktok because quite frankly i don't understand it i don't know how you get it i don't know how people is it an app it's a it's 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 an app that's chinese spyware as far as i know (laughs) So no, thank you. Yeah, like our um our babysitter, I had to ask her if she had a TikTok, and she's like, yeah. And sometimes I use a Bitmoji, and do you know what a Bitmoji is? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And she, what did she say the other day too? Like, um, she said like, have you guys ever seen Friends? And I'm like, yes. oh no, yes, oh, no! we've seen Friends. It was on when we were oh, no. like now we're watching old. television when we were teenagers. Oh god, but, yeah, Julia. It's cute. But she didn't. Oh, she so didn't I- inspire me for this episode, though. This episode, I'm delving into a present day video game of all oh. things. Today, we are talking about Fortnite. I will tell you, this is way out of my depth. I know, I know, probably purposefully, next to nothing about Fortnite besides the phrase Fortnite dance. Fortnite which again, dance. Which again, I don't really know the context of. I know, mm-hmm. like, uh, dabbing was part of it at one point, and there's like this, this like, this like, I don't know, grab. Being She's motion. doing a lot of moving. Yeah. There's like a, a lot. Yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah. But I, I'm sure you'll tell me all we about it. We will address what is known as Fortnite dances. So mm-hmm. to start, 
Fortnite is a massive multiplayer online video game developed by Epic Games, released in 2017. It's available in three distinct game mode versions. So they otherwise mm-hmm. share the same general gameplay and game engine. Uh, but these three distinct versions are Fortnite colon Save the World. Okay. Fortnite no colon Battle Royale. Fortnite Battle Royale. Okay. And Fortnite Creative. So there's three of them. So the objectives vary depending on which mode you're playing, but the broad goal of Fortnite is to survive against a prolonged force of antagonists who will attempt to eliminate you. All right? Oh, okay. So Fortnite began from an internal game jam at Epic Games. So they're an American video game and software developer and a publisher based out of North Carolina. Um, So they did this internal game jam around 2011 after they published the game Gears of War. So a game jam, which I only recently learned at work, a game jam is a contest where participants try to make a video game from scratch with a specific deadline. So it's usually like 24 hours or, you know, maybe a whole Mm -hmm. weekend, maybe you have 72 hours to work to like come up with this. So it's kind of like a, like a creativity burst um but the the goal of that is to like work with other people and create a game from scratch so depending on the format again your participants might be um in teams maybe you are working independently who knows Mm -hmm. but epic games is also the developer of the unreal engine which is an open source and advanced real-time 3d creation tool and you'll hear a lot of um, video games and special effects and even like some film stuff runs off of this unreal engine so the the unreal engine's original purpose was as a state-of-the-art game engine but it's now used across industries so um it's for cutting-edge content interactive experiences and immersive virtual worlds um Mm. unreal engine is a real-time engine and an editor that features photorealistic rendering, dynamic physics and effects, uh, robust data translation, and also lifelike animation. So Mm. it's kind of um, a big thing whenever somebody is using the Unreal Engine. You know you're going to get really good effects from it. Mm -hmm. So that's all out of Epic Games, which, which... founded and established that engine so fortnite Mm -hmm. was not initially one of the games that was actually developed during that game jam but the concept of merging the construction game genre so games like SimCity or minecraft with shooter Mm -hmm. games came together and it led to the foundation of fortnite so you probably know what SimCity is if you're our age, but a refresher yes. on Minecraft. So in Minecraft, which was first released in 2009, actually, players explore a blocky, procedurally generated 3D world with infinite terrain, and they may discover and extract raw materials, craft tools and items, and build structures or earthworks. So game modes in Minecraft include a survival mode in which players must acquire resources to build the world and maintain health, and a creative mode where players have unlimited resources. So Players can modify or mod the game to create new mm. gameplay mechanics, items, and assets. And in Minecraft has a very distinctive, like, visual blocky aesthetic. Like, you can recognize yeah, if yeah. somebody's showing you a screenshot of Minecraft. So, what Epic did is they prepared to release Fortnite as a paid early access title in July 2017. And they had plans to release it as free to play sometime in 2019 after gaining feedback from players to improve the game. So originally just titled Fortnite and later renamed to Fortnite colon save the world. This original base module is a player versus environment cooperative game. So you have four players collaborating toward a common objective on various missions. The game is set after a fluke storm appears across earth causing about 98% of the population to disappear and the survivors are attacked by zombie like husks so the player takes the role of commanders of home base shelters collecting resources saving survivors and defending equipment that helps to either collect data on the storm or push back the storm and for missions players are awarded a number of in-game items including hero characters weapons trap schematics and survivors all of which can be leveled up through gained experience to improve their attributes So you're working together with people against Mm -hmm. this common enemy. It's a player versus environment cooperative game. And around the same time that 
Epic released Fortnite into early access, PUBG had become a worldwide phenomenon, selling millions of copies and drawing strong interest in the battle royale genre. So a battle royale game is an online multiplayer video game that blends the survival, exploration, and scavenging elements of a survival game with kind of the last man standing gameplay. So the name for the genre is taken from a 2000 Japanese film titled Battle Royale, which was based Mm -hmm. on a novel of the same name and presents a similar theme of a last man standing competition in a shrinking play zone so you've heard Hmm. um people my brother plays this one you've heard people mention it before what the heck is PUBG? um Mm -hmm. it's an abbreviation for player unknowns battlegrounds so that's an online multiplayer battle royale game and in this game up to 100 players parachute onto an island and scavenge for weapons and equipment to kill others while avoiding getting killed themselves um so there's an available safe area of the game's map which decreases in size over time and it ends up directing mm-hmm. surviving players into tighter areas to force encounters with other players and the last player or team standing wins the round uh, the game's concept and design was led by brendan green who's better known by his online handle player unknown and he'd previously mm. created mods for other battle royale type games PUBG was the top-selling premium game of 2017, selling 30 million copies worldwide and grossing what? about $900 million. I have, can I tell you, yeah. never heard of this game in my whole life. Well, you know, you aren't you aren't really doing a lot of online multiplayer um, battling <laughs> games, Lauren. How dare you? How dare uh, you? <laughs> it's no, true. No, you're absolutely right. It's true. I feel like, well, you know what? It's funny. I feel like there's been a couple of questions in Learned League in maybe the last like five seasons or so that like the answer will be some video game or some app that we, that when we see the answer, we're like, we've never heard of this. And meanwhile, it's like, this is the most popular selling thing in all of the world and it's sold a bajillion copies and everybody except you plays it. What's the answer? (laughs) So (laughs) this is why we're covering this Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, Epic saw what PUBG had been doing and they were like, yeah, uh, maybe we could also do a battle royale mode. Yeah. So what Epic did was rapidly develop their own version atop their original Fortnite in about two months. So by September 2017, Epic was about to release this as a second mode from Save the World and the paid for earlier access, but then later decided to release this as a free game that would be supported with microtransactions. So microtransactions are the business model where users can purchase virtual goods with micropayments and microtransactions are often used in free to play games to provide a revenue source for the developers and they're a staple of the mobile app market. Um, So in-game currency in Fortnite is called V-Bucks, just so you know. Um, You might see this icon happen sometimes. Uh, You see llamas pop up in Fortnite, okay? So llamas, also known as llama pinatas, are the main loot boxes in Fortnite. And they are also Fortnite's primary mascot. So the Vindertech store is where players can purchase llama pinatas to break open for rewards. And llamas Mm. can be purchased using V-Bucks or event-specific currency. And they contain various helpful items like heroes, schematics, and weapons. And there are also different types of llamas in the game, including basic llamas, daily llamas, and event llamas. So... um, Fortnite has a very distinctive aesthetic. It's very cartoony. There's a very distinct color palette. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's actually pretty, it's visually pleasing. Sure, um, yeah. And so when you see this distinctive looking llama, um, you, you know that that is Fortnite. So mm-hmm. anyway, Fortnite Battle Royale, it's a player versus player game for up to 100 players. It allows you to play alone in a duo or in a squad that usually is three or four players. So weaponless players airdrop from a battle bus that crosses the game's map. And when they land, they have to scavenge for weapons, items, resources, and vehicles while trying to stay alive and attack or eliminate other players. Over the course of a round, just kind of like in PUBG, the safe area of the map shrinks down in size due to an incoming toxic storm. And players Mm. outside that threshold take damage and can be eliminated if they fail to quickly evacuate. So this forces remaining players into tighter spaces, encouraging Mm. player encounters. And the last player, duo, or squad remaining is the winner. So this version quickly amassed players with more than 10 million people playing during its first 
two weeks of release. Are you kidding me? Because it was free to play. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's huge. So this caused Epic to create separate internal teams to continue the development of the Fortnite Battle Royale module separate from the Save the World version outside of common engine elements and art assets. So Mm. journalists attributed Fortnite Battle Royale success over PUBG as a combination of several factors. Besides being free to play and available on consoles, the game was released at a time when Battlegrounds was struggling with game cheaters and a toxic community, and that oh. it features a less violent cartoonish quality. So like Minecraft, uh, mm-hmm. Fortnite was able to draw in a younger and mixed gender audience to play. And part of the game's success is also considered to be related to its impact on social media. Huh. So uh, another quick sidebar from me about sure. sports. So esports, one word, esports, also known as electronic (laughs) sports, is a form of sport competition using video games. And this often takes the form of organized multiplayer video game competitions, particularly between professional players individually or as teams. And while organized competitions have long been a part of video game culture, these were largely between amateurs until around the late 2000s when participation by professional gamers and spectatorship in these events through live streaming saw a huge surge in popularity. So the most common video game genres associated with esports are multiplayer online battle arena, uh, first person shooter games, fighting, mm-hmm. battle royale, and real time strategy games. And some of the most popular esport franchises include games like League of Legends, Overwatch, Street Fighter, mm-hmm. Super Smash Brothers, and StarCraft. So the legitimacy of esports as a true sporting competition kind of remains in question, but they have been featured alongside traditional sports in some multinational events in Asia. And the Mm -hmm. International Olympic Committee has been discussing their inclusion into future Olympic events. Oh, my gosh. I remember I watched. on the lookout. Yeah, yeah. I watched a documentary about, or a couple documentaries about esports. And it's, it's really fascinating, like, it's an arena. There are people like in the stands, like believe, cheering them like, on. That's, I think that's the part I can't believe. I can I can see like watching from home or like, you know, seeing sure. someone stream something, watching from home and being, you know, entertained by that. But I can't believe they fill arenas. Fill arenas. And there's color commentators. Oh, there's, yeah. It's like a whole thing. And they and the one that I watched was specifically about League of Legends, uh-huh. which if you've ever seen like a clip of League of Legends being played, it is pure, unadulterated pixel chaos. Like, <laughs> I don't understand how you follow what the hell is going on. It's just explosions, 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 explosions. Like, it, it's so crazy. It's like in a cartoon where um, people are fighting and they roll like out of a bar and they're fighting and it's just a dust yeah, storm yeah. with like a hand that pops out every so often. Yes. And it's just moving. It's like that. It's like that. It's wild. And people are like, are clearly following it because they're cheering and they're like, oh, and like the color commentators keeping up and all this stuff. So clearly, like, obviously, I mean, I know I sound like old man is yelling at cloud or (laughs) old man yells at cloud, but like, it's clearly like legitimate. It's a legitimate thing. There's a skill involved. Yeah. So why the hell not? You are, you are making money left and right. And let's talk about Let's get into some of this live streaming, too. So Twitch is the world's leading live streaming platform for gamers. It launched in 2011 as a spinoff of general interest video streaming platform site called Justin.tv. Amazon Mm. acquired it in 2014 for $970 million cash. Oh, my God. So Justin and his friends were hanging out. They had a platform. (laughs) They were like, oh, let's let's make like a video game version like Mm -hmm. channel on our streaming platform. And within three years, Amazon bought it for them for $970 million cash. Oh, my gosh. So we're in the wrong field. Um, Clearly. Clearly. Um, So content on Twitch, (laughs) it's either live or it's on video on demand. And um, since 2014, all on-demand videos on Twitch are subject to acoustic fingerprinting. So if copyrighted music is detected, portions of the video will be muted. But live (gasps) broadcasts are not subject to these filters. So sometimes you might hear where like someone's playing a game and they have like some music blasting in the background or maybe it's the actual soundtrack to the actual game and if um and if the musicians didn't give permission for this to be continued to be streaming online they will end up muting that in in videos that you see so 
Um, they've since kind of come up with their own like library on Twitch of stuff that you're allowed to use and this and that. So there is I availability see, yeah. if you're interested in that sort of thing. Hmm. So with the rise of Twitch, Fortnite Battle sure. Royale has basically become a cultural phenomenon and many celebrities report that they play the game and athletes yeah. using Fortnite emotes as victory celebrations. So we'll talk about that in a second. So a notable hmm. streaming event in March 2018 with streamer Ninja, whose real name is mm-hmm. Tyler Blevins. Uh, so Ninja was playing Fortnite Battle Royale with Drake, Travis Scott, and what? Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster. That broke viewership records for Twitch to date and led to Epic arranging a Fortnite Battle Royale Pro-Am tournament with 50 pairs of streamers and professional players matched with celebrities at E3 2018 in June that year. There were 1.3 million views across Twitch and other streaming services. And in March 2018, YouTube streamer Ruben Doblas Gunderson held a Fortnite Battle Royale match with 99 other well-known YouTube streamers, and they drew over 1.1 million viewers, making it one of the most watched gaming YouTube streams ever. So Epic Games has developed organized esports competitions around Fortnite Battle Royale. Um, They did an inaugural $30 million Fortnite World Cup tournament that took place in July 2019. Um, And by the end of 2018, Ninja had reported that he'd made nearly $10 million from his Fortnite streaming activities in 2018 alone. He had over 20 million subscribers to his YouTube and Twitch channels. And for his success from Fortnite... Time included Ninja in its Time 100 Most Influential People of 2019. Why? It's so wild. I can't believe this. <laughs> of all the things that I missed out on, all the things that I could have made a ton of money <laughs> in my life, I was like, no, I'm not interested in video games as a kid. No, nah, mm-hmm. I don't. Nah, I'm good. I play with my stuffed animals. Fine. <laughs> my imagination is more important, I thought. Whatever. Whatever dumb thing that young me. I'll be so I never got into video yeah. games. So that's so there's that that's out. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to make a million dollars or 10 million dollars Twitch streaming. So <laughs> 10 million dollars in one year oh, oh, only God. related to Fortnite. Like only yeah, not even the other streaming not even that the other stuff that he would play. Yeah. So <sighs> another quick sidebar. There's a mode within Fortnite Battle Royale called Party Royale. And instead of battling, Party Royale is an experimental and evolving space that focuses on, quote, and this is straight from Epic, quote, no sweat, all chill fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that could have been our tagline, too. I I was going to say that's actually word for word our motto (laughs) of misinformation and trivia podcast. All chill fun. All chill fun. So all chill fun here. The thing about party reality is like you're like now you just get to like wander and meet people and talk mm-hmm. with them or whatever. And there are actual virtual attractions within this mode. So there's obstacle courses, boat races, movies, and live concerts in Fortnite. So it's like it's like Second Life almost. Yeah. Yeah. So as of fall 2020, concerts in the Party Royale version of Fortnite have included music by Marshmello, Travis Scott, Diplo, oh. Steve Aoki, and Dead Mouse. And the theater within Party Royale has been used to screen things like an um an Apple mocking short called 1980 Fortnite, the trailer oh. for the uh Christopher Nolan movie Tenet and what? even a discussion about race in America. <laughs> so what? yeah, right. You know, like let's get together and have a dialogue within Fortnite. Within uh, Fortnite. Yeah. So to do all this, Epic built what it describes as a state-of-the-art studio space in LA with a massive LED wall and floor and robo cams that can be operated remotely. And the studio mm-hmm. is meant to make performances bigger and more impressive and in the future the team at Epic is hoping to use the stage to use mixed and augmented reality effects. So their ultimate goal is to turn Fortnite's virtual venue into one that actually becomes an integral part of the music scene. So once people are doing tours again say my girl Taylor Swift like you know she's going to do 50 50 concerts in a year what if one of them is in Fortnite? You know what I mean? So it's like it might as well. It like might as well. It, it's bananas. It's bananas. It's this is crazy. I'm 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 impressed and like slightly weirded out. Yes. <laughs> 
So <coughs> I alluded a little bit earlier to Fortnite emotes. So emotes mm-hmm. are dance moves or other actions your character can perform in Battle Royale and save the world. You acquire many of them by buying them in the item shop or by purchasing okay. things like season passes or you might earn one as a reward for completing a specific quest. So mm-hmm. Fortnite emotes. We commonly okay. not commonly called Fortnite dances, let's be honest. Sure, so sure. the popularity of Fortnite's dance emotes, which borrow from dance moves in popular culture, have led the creators of these dances to express concern, and some have taken legal action about these moves being sold by Epic, even though the U.S. Copyright Office has issued statements that individual dance moves are uncopyrightable. Yeah. Also, sidebar, unrelated to anything Please. video game related, uncopyrightable is the longest single word in the English language that does not repeat any letters. It's 15 letters long. Huh. I, I didn't know that. That's very good. I was interested in this a few weeks ago. <clears throat> I looked it up. I found it out. And it just happened to show up in this episode notes. So there you go. If you take nothing yeah. else away from this episode, it's that uncopyrightable <laughs> is the longest single word in the English language that doesn't repeat any letters. Anyway. Yeah, choreography can't be, I think choreography can't be copyrighted, or at least individual, like, Individual moves. dance moves can't be copyrighted. Yes. So, and, oh, God. Yeah, and, like, fashion designs, too, can't be copyrighted, which is also, like, an issue. Mm, exactly. But that's for another episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we could do a whole episode on copyright. <laughs> So creators of some of the dances that have, you know, been a little controversial with the with Epic include mm-hmm. Backpack Kid named Russell Horning, oh, whose dance right, move yeah. The Floss was popularized yes. through live performances with Katy Perry. Uh, the rapper Two Millie has a mm. has a signature move called the Millie Rock, which is also sold as a as a Fortnite emote. Actor Alfonso Ribeiro for the <gasps> Fresh Emote Dance, which Ribeiro says was directly based on his character Carlton Banks's dance from the Fresh Prince yeah. of Bel-Air. Um, also, Jared Nickens and Jalen Brantley filed a lawsuit against Epic in February 2019, seeking $20 million in damages for Epic's use of their running man dance. So those are kind of all like, hey, you stole my dance. But this mm-hmm. one, this last one is very interesting. So there's one and it's referred to as Orange Shirt Kid. Okay. Okay. So it's a suit filed by his mother. They don't want to mention his name because he's underage. He's a a minor. Filed by his Mm -hmm. mother alleging copyright infringement because Epic held a contest to like come up with the next best, um, come up with the next best Fortnite emote. So Orange Shirt Kid came up with a dance that he called the random. And okay. so it's, it's it's a very cute video if you watch it. Like, you can't see his face. Like, they did a good job of kind of, like, mm-hmm. just filming him from the head down. And he's wearing an orange shirt, and he's playing in his, like, little kid bedroom. And he's doing the dance. He does the dance. And it's all and it's called the random. Like, he's just kind of doing all kinds of stuff. And then he goes, it's also a great exercise move. So <laughs> the thing is, is that, like, he didn't win the contest. But Fortnite oh. still used this. And they didn't credit Orange Shirt Kid. They didn't seek his consent to use, display, reproduce, sell, or create a derivative work based on his random dance or his likeness in Fortnite. So again, it was originally performed in a video that was uploaded as part of Epic's Boogie Down contest. And again, he didn't win the competition, but the express purpose of the contest was for creators to get their own dances into Fortnite. So you might might hear about Orange Shirt Kid and be like, what the? What the heck? That's... That's very interesting. That kind of thing, like, I'm fascinated by. Like, what's, what, what is, you know, IP, what is Mm -hmm. allowed, what is, what are businesses and companies and stuff allowed to take within the confines of a contest or the confines of, yeah, like a competition, you know, it's just, you just, at this point, just assume that everybody's making you sign a waiver and that yeah, you, exactly. have, you have no rights anymore if you're <laughs> entering a contest or whatever. You know how many times I enter a contest to like win the next batch of Oreos or something? I'm just like, yeah. click, click, click. Yep, sure. Yeah. I consent to whatever. Who the hell knows what I just agreed to? Like they're no. going to come and take my car because I said <laughs> they could or something. Some men in black suits are going to kick down your door and take Ellie, and you're going to be like, "No, not my baby!" And, and like, then they're going to be like, they're "Sorry, man." Pull out like a box of Oreos, and like yes. there'll be a scroll inside. <gasps> Sorry, you clicked here. You're like, I don't no, know. but not my firstborn. 
<laughs> so yeah, the the Fortnite emotes. I think especially they're in pop culture because if you watch mm-hmm. the National Football League, oh um, sure, it seems like a lot of a lot of NFL players are really into Fortnite, and so they'll use some of these emotes as their touchdown celebrations or like mm-hmm. they sacked a guy five times or whatever. And so, um, pretty frequently, if you if you see guys like doing a coordinated dance thing at the end zone. And you don't know what it is. It might be from Fortnite. It's probably Fortnite. <laughs> so Fortnite Battle Royale has also jokingly been referred to as Forknife on social media. Oh, okay. uh, believed to have originated with people who are unfamiliar with the game, describing their friends and family playing time with it. Like, oh, yeah, he's upstairs playing Forknife. So Epic added a harvestable, non-playable Forknife food truck to their game map as the term <laughs> game popularity, which is very funny. So... I mean, finally, after all that, perhaps the least exciting module is actually Fortnite Creative. It's a sandbox oh, really? game mode, which <laughs> oh, launched okay. in December 2018. It's similar to Minecraft. So each player has access to a private persistent island on which they can construct buildings, add and manipulate objects as desired. And players are given complete freedom to spawn everything that's within the game on an island. Um, they can create games like battle arenas, race courses, platforming challenges, and more. And they can invite friends to this island to participate in unofficial games. How can you play Fortnite, Lauren? Uh-huh. You know, if you wanted to start your streaming career. Um, sure. Currently, Fortnite Battle Royale and the included version Party Royale, as well as Creative, are available to download on PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo Switch, PC, and also the Epic Games app on Android. Um, Fortnite Save the World mode is currently available on the PlayStation, Xbox, and for your PC. So Wow. wow. So there you have it. There you have I- it. Had no idea. Thank you so much. I feel like I can now talk to Gen Z a little bit <laughs> about this. If you, it's actually pretty funny. Like the, there are so many resources out there. Like Fortnite.gamepedia.com was very useful, <laughs> and they have a whole page on emotes, and they basically catalog like all of the possible oh, ones wow. out there, and like when you could have gotten one, and. Um, it's really interesting. Like, you can't just make your character do a dance. You have to have earned the ability to do that move. I see. Yeah. So it's interesting. I mean, it's interesting. So cool. Yeah. Well, I hey. think I forgot to tell you that the episode was called 14 Days Later. So. Oh, that makes Fortnite. sense. Yeah, that's good. Um, so our quiz tonight is called Two Weeks Notice. Mm. This is a quiz on famous resignations and Sandra Bullock movies. Yes! So for the movie questions, I will just end up giving you the plot summary of the movie as listed on imdb.com and you will name the film that stars Sandra Bullock. All right. But there's also a bunch of famous resignation questions in here too. (laughs) Oh, okay. Good. All right. Question one. On the night of December 11th, 1936, the following pronouncement was made. Quote, I have found it impossible to carry the heavy burden of responsibility and to discharge my duties as king as I would wish to do without the help and support of the woman I love. Who explained his decision to abdicate the British throne in a worldwide radio broadcast? Question two, movie summary. Two witch sisters, raised by their eccentric aunts in a small town, face close-minded prejudice and a curse which threatens to prevent them from ever finding lasting love. Which film is this? Question three. In a letter dated October 10th, 1973, who penned the succinct sentence? Quote, I hereby resign the office of vice president of the United States effective immediately. Question four. Summary. Name redacted. Gathers an all-female crew to attempt an impossible heist at New York City's yearly Met Gala. Which film is this? Question five. Which Surgeon General of the United States, the first black woman to hold the position, was forced to resign in December 1994 after pressure from conservatives about her outspoken views about drug and sexuality? Question six. Summary. A computer hacker breaks into the computer system of the seaborne legend cruise liner and sets it speeding on a collision course into a gigantic oil tanker. What film is this? Question seven, who, 26 years apart, wrote the sentences, I must insist upon the immediate acceptance of resignation and I hereby resign as CEO of Apple. 
Question eight. Summary. Two astronauts work together to survive after an accident leaves them stranded in space. Which film is this? Question nine. Which of the following did not have to resign from their role as a U.S. state governor in order to take control of the office of the President of the United States? Was it A, Woodrow Wilson, B, Bill Clinton, C, Grover Cleveland, or D, Ronald Reagan? And finally, question 10. Summary. A pushy boss forces her young assistant to marry her in order to keep her visa status in the U.S. and avoid deportation to Canada. What's that film? I'll give you about a minute to think about it, and then I'll be back with your answers. good i'm feeling real good about the sandra sandra bullock movies i gotta be honest with you (laughs) you know it's yeah it's a coin flip you know yeah all right question one on the night of december 11th 1936 the following pronouncement was made i have found it impossible to carry the heavy burden of responsibility and to discharge my duties as king as i would wish to do without the help and support of the woman i love who explained his decision to abdicate the british throne in a worldwide radio broadcast um, is it Edward the Seventh? It is Edward the Eighth. Oh, I was off by one. Off by one. <laughs> His it, full name it. is Edward Albert Christian George Andrew Patrick David. <laughs> All right, that's enough. That's, that's too enough. Many names. That's too that's many too names. Many Come names. on. Um, so he abdicated so that he could marry the American Wallace Simpson, who had divorced once and was in the process of divorcing husband number two. He only reigned from January to December 1936, and that was 326 days. His brother, the Duke of York, succeeded to the throne as George VI, and George mm. VI's elder daughter, Princess Elizabeth, became the heir presumptive. Also, Edward and uh, Wallace, uh, Nazi sympathizers. So not yeah, as romantic. I mean, they weren't. They weren't great. <laughs> they weren't, <laughs> they weren't great, great people. people. But <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, question two. Two witch sisters raised by their eccentric aunts in a small town face closed-minded prejudice and a curse which threatens to prevent them from ever finding everlasting love. What film is this? Uh, this is Witches of Eastwick, isn't it? No. No? Nope. Oh, no. That's not There's a Sandra Bullock like, movie. There's the craft. There's, uh... Um, shoot. I thought it was Witches of Eastwick. It's Sandy, and it's, um... And it's, uh... Our girl, uh... Married to Tom Cruise, right? Mm-hmm. What's her name? Why can't I think of her name? Yep. Uh... uh okay, what's the, what's the movie, then? Okay, the movie was, was Practical Magic. Practical Magic! Damn From 1998. <sighs> so I, I learned. So then for my my little color commentary for um, each of the movie ones is I'm going to tell you something I learned about this movie from IMDb. Oh, so for Practical okay. Magic, I learned an unexpected issue that director Griffin Dunn encountered was the number of takes that the lead actresses needed to complete each scene. So Sandra Bullock would generally finish in two or three takes, but Nicole Kidman had just spent the previous 18 months working with Stanley Kubrick on Eyes Wide Shut and was now used to doing 70 or 80 (gasps) takes for a single scene. Can you imagine how frustrating that would be? Absolutely not. This is is why... (laughs) 
this this whole thing about like the auteur, like the the genius director is absolute garbage. <laughs> there is no reason on God's greenest of earths that that you need 70 takes for Can a you scene. imagine Come doing on. take 70 and being like, actually number 2 was fine. I know That's the best right? one. Print like, it. What a waste. What a waste <laughs> of time. What a torturous process. <laughs> yeah. Poor you know. Sandy. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Question three. In a letter dated October 10th, 1973, who penned the succinct sentence, quote, I hereby resign the office of president of the United States effective immediately. Is it Nixon's vice president? Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. That's as far as I got. I put Nixon's VP, question mark. And then that's as far as I got. Okay. In terms of names of vice presidents. You don't remember his name? No, I don't. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's Spiro Agnew. Spiro Agnew! You know. You know him. I do know. I know him. It's all right. (laughs) I know that fool. I know that fool. We've been in a pandemic for a year now. I'm lucky that I remember what my middle name is half the time. (laughs) Right, I know. So, Spiro Agnew. In 1973, Agnew was investigated by the U.S. Attorney for the District of Maryland on suspicion of criminal conspiracy, bribery, extortion, and tax fraud. This is completely unrelated to Watergate, by the way. So, this is that Agnew took kickbacks from from contractors during his time as Baltimore County Executive and Governor of Maryland. And the payments had continued into his time as Vice President. And again, they had nothing to do with Watergate, in which he was never implicated. And again, for more on Watergate, mm. check out episode 165, A Third-Rate Burglary Attempt. It's very good. Thank you. Um, so after months of maintaining his innocence, Agnew pleaded no contest to a single felony charge of tax evasion and resigned from office. And Nixon replaced him with House Republican leader Gerald Ford. So that's oh, how we ended up with Ford as president. Um, so see. Agnew is the second and most recent vice president to resign the position. The The first was John C. Calhoun in 1832. Uh, but unlike Calhoun, Agnew resigned as a result of a scandal. Calhoun was just like sick of everybody's shit. Yeah. Got yeah. the hell out of there. Who could blame All right, him? question blame four. <laughs> the summary is, Name Redacted <laughs> gathers an all-female crew to attempt an impossible heist at New York City's yearly Met Gala. Which film is this? Uh, Julia, this is Ocean's 8. Correct. That's from 2018. Uh, so what I learned, remember when Sandra Bullock speaks German in the movie? Like she pretends she's like a German, you know, that she's a German guest and she doesn't mm-hmm. understand English when they're like, no, no, you can't go into the gallery. So I learned that she, Sandra Bullock actually speaks German fluently because oh. her mother, Helga Bullock, who was born Helga Mathilde Meyer, was a German opera singer. I had no idea. That's so interesting. So that interesting. was just like a chance for her to like flex her German chops, you know? Oh, yeah. And doesn't she talk to Heidi Klum at one point? Yeah. Like they they like compliment each other yeah. or something like that in German. Yeah. That's yeah. adorable. <laughs> I love that movie. We got to watch that movie again. Absolutely. All right. Question five. Which Surgeon General of the United States, the first black woman to hold the position, was forced to resign in December 1994 after pressure from conservatives about her outspoken views about drug and sexuality? I am ashamed that I do not know this. And you're going to tell me her name, and I'm going to be mad. Damn it. Um, Her name is Dr. Joycelyn Elders. I don't think I knew that. I didn't. Okay. I don't think I knew her name. All right. Interesting. Dr. Joycelyn Elders. She was appointed by President Bill Clinton in 1993. Elders is best known for her frank discussions of her views on controversial issues such as drug legalization, masturbation, and distributing contraception in schools. Mm. So it was like some of her some of her comments were kind of taken out of context, but like enough people got mad that Bill Clinton was like, mm, Joycelyn. <laughs> Uh, you should just figures. You just shouldn't have said that. You just shouldn't have said that in public. Oh, uh, boy. I'm going to need you to step down. So, I mean, people have since been like, mm, she got really, you know, she got treated she got poorly. Yeah, all this and that. But yeah. Yep. It's good to know who she is. Question six. Movie summary. A computer hacker breaks into the computer system of the Seaborne Legend cruise liner and sets it speeding on a collision course into a gigantic oil tanker. Which film is this? This is, is this Speed 2? <laughs> Full title. Speed 2, uh, Rock in the Boat. Speed 2, um, Speed 2, Electric Boogaloo. Speed 2, 
It's uh, on it. Now it's in the water. It's, yeah, it, well, it is in the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speed two, uh, slow boat to... Okay, I'll give it to you. It's speed two, cruise control. Cruise control. <laughs> we watched... I will tell you, I had never seen the speed movies. Yeah. Um, and Steve and I, on our honeymoon, sat in bed and ate chocolate and watched Speed, the first one. And I, I enjoyed it. it. <laughs> well, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Speed 2 Cruise Control came out in uh, 1997. And I learned that Sandra Bullock agreed to star in this in order to get financing for her pet project, the movie Hope Floats, which came out the following year. Mm. And Sandra Bullock jokingly called this movie, quote, the biggest piece of crap ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Bless her. She's Keanu got a great sense of humor. In, in no, no. One, so who knows? He knew better. All right. Question seven. Who, 26 years apart, wrote the sentences, I must insist upon the immediate acceptance of resignation, and I hereby resign as CEO of Apple? Um, Twice? To, like the uh -huh. same person wrote the same thing 26 years apart? Yeah. Not the same exact sentences, but... These yeah the, the same intention twice. Okay, is it Steve Jobs? It is Steve Jobs. Okay, he resigned from Apple twice in 1985 hmm. and in 2011. So Steve Jobs left in 1985 after clashing with management, and he went on to found Next. That's a capital mm -hmm. N, lowercase e, capital X, capital T, a computer platform development company that specialized in computers for higher education and business markets. He also helped to develop the visual effects industry when he funded the computer graphics division of Lucasfilm, a little company called Pixar. <gasps> And Jobs went back to Apple after it purchased Next in 1997. He became CEO then from 97 until 2011 when he resigned due to health issues. And he died just six weeks after resigning. So yeah, it, was, yeah. it mm -hmm. was pretty bad. But yeah, he resigned from Apple twice. Interesting. I didn't know that, I don't think. All right, question eight. Two astronauts work together to survive after an accident leaves them stranded in space. Which film is this? Uh, this is Gravity? Correct. And this is the movie that Steve, I would, I still maintain, refused to take me to when, <laughs> when, when I was trying to get him to ask me out way back when uh, he was like, I'm going to go see Gra Gravity, I think this weekend. And I was like, oh, you know what? I, that movie looks really cool. I, I you know, I, <laughs> nobody I know wants to see it with me. And he was like, oh, you should see it. It, it looks really, really good. <laughs> And then, and then, oh, like, <laughs> and then two weeks later, I was, we saw each other at trivia again. And I was like, oh, so how's gravity? And he was like, oh, it was so good. I would see it again. And I was like, yeah, I still haven't had a chance to see it. And he was like, you should see it. It's great. And then didn't you so, go with Josh? No, I didn't. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> I still have not seen gravity. <laughs> Josh said he went with Steve. Sorry. Yes, Josh went with Steve. <laughs> I still haven't seen Gravity. And at this point, like, now it's eight years later, seven years yeah. later. Now I refuse to see it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I hope like, I hope none of this is any, is uh, spoiling this I mean, seven I think year I know old what happened film for you. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But I learned when the script was finalized, Alfonso Cuaron assumed it would take about a year to complete the film, but it took four and a half years. Damn. And for most of Sandra Bullock's shots, she was placed inside a giant mechanical rig and getting into the rig took a lot of time. So oh, she would just stay in it for up to 10 hours a day <gasps> and communicate with others through a headset. So they nicknamed it Sandy's Cage and they gave it its own <laughs> personal lighted sign. <laughs> you know crazy. what? The more I hear about Sandy, the more I think she's just what an easy going gal. Yeah. Oh, exactly. yeah. All right. Question nine. Which of the following did not have to resign from their role as a U.S. state governor in order to take office of POTUS? Was it A, Woodrow Wilson, B, Bill Clinton, C, Grover Cleveland, or D, Ronald Reagan? I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say C, it's your boy, Grove Cleveland. No, you're so going to be the no face. Yeah. Uh, Woodrow Wilson was governor of New Jersey. Clinton was governor of Arkansas. And Grover was the governor of New York. So oh, right, yeah. the answer is D, Reagan. He was only, he was governor mm. of California from 67 to 75 and took over the office oh. of president in January 1981 after defeating incumbent president Jimmy Carter in the 1980 presidential <laughs> election. 
And finally, question 10. A pushy boss forces her young assistant to marry her in order to keep her visa status in the U.S. and avoid deportation to Canada. What's that film? Uh, That's The Proposal. It is. That's possibly my favorite um, Sandra Bullock movie. I still haven't seen it. Uh, You gotta see it. I know, I know. You gotta see it. I gotta see it. Anyway, so (laughs) I learned that Julia Roberts was actually the first choice to play Margaret, the role that Sandra Bullock took. Um, So Julia Roberts was the first choice to play that, but reportedly refused to take a pay cut for the role. Um, So that was actually the second movie in the same year in which Roberts was offered a leading role and turned it down and the role went to Bullock. The other movie was The Blind Side, which won Sandy a Best Actress Oscar. So interesting. interesting. Hmm. Money isn't everything, Julia. Yeah, you have plenty of money, Julia. You're America's <laughs> sweetheart. <laughs> and that's it. That's the quiz. I love it. I love it. That was great. Thank you so much. I learned so much about Fortnite and I learned so much about res- resignations. Yeah. Do you Various want people res- to buy your book? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hey. Why don't you buy my book? It comes out next week. It's called 500 Patterns. I wrote it with my good friends, Jeff Mayer and Todd Conover. Uh, please order it from a... a indie a, bookseller near An you. indie bookseller. Uh, yeah, please don't buy it from Amazon. But um, yeah, we're really proud of this book. I was actually just talk, talking with Jeff the other day, and we were like, man, that was a long time coming. That was several years in the making of like digging through a lot of old clothes and taking photos and doing editing and writing and all that stuff. So it was fun. So uh, definitely check out that book. It's uh, a great gift for a friend uh, who's a creative. You know what's coming who, up? Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. Mother's Day. If your mom you is somebody. You got a lead time on that, too. Like, you exactly. can buy the gift, like, in March. Yeah. And it's then you and hang it's on done. Then you're done. Then you don't have to think about it. If you have a mom who's interested in clothing, who's interested in interesting patterns, the history of pattern, then... Who likes coffee table books. Yeah, and it's a great coffee table book. And the photos are stunning. Just beautiful. Done by Steve Sartori, the Syracuse University photographer. He is a wonderful guy. Um, If anything, buy it to support Steve. He's a dream. So, uh, yeah, that's... And also, we're still going on with our fundraising for uh, the National Women's Law Center... Yes. Uh, definitely like if uh, if you want to buy if you have been thinking about buying some merch from us uh, you know a t-shirt or a sticker or a notebook all the proceeds all our proceeds uh, go to the National Women's Law Center this month the month of March so uh, if you're thinking about doing it check it out now and also all of our donations in this month are going over to them and I gotta say some of the designs in the Tea Public store are gonna go away at the end of the month so you have so yeah. limited edition on some of Limited these designs edition. out there. So Yeah. Get them while they're get hot. Get a sticker or a, or a notebook. We've got a lot of people buying stickers and magnets and notebooks, which is really fun. Um, yeah. So, yeah, if you, you know, you think you have enough T-shirts, I get it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have a lot of T-shirts. So, yeah, you can get to the to links for that from our uh, our Facebook page or our uh, website, www.missinfopod.com um, or our Twitter. Yep. At Missinfopod. That's it. So, yeah, that's all we got. So thanks so much for listening, guys. And stay tuned for our next li- uh, virtual live trivia with the Strong Museum of Play I'm d- um, I'm coming up in April. Out. She's dabbing. There, she's dabbing. She's dabbing. All right. <laughs> thanks, everybody. And we will catch you next time. Goodbye. Bye.